just a little bit and um, let's sing that song I have decided I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided i 
also just want to continue to remember Sister Mary Smith. We know she's been dealing with sickness since she's had COVID and is still trying to recover and get her strength back. So if you would just continue to remember her. Uh, if you also would just please remember Brother Jaron. He is away working. And I also have a request here that uh, if we would remember uh, Abby and Emma McCafferty who 
are at home not feeling well this evening, that's from Brother Ben. And Brother Mark, if you would go ahead and come, and if you would just stand with me once again, and uh, let's take these needs to God in prayer. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, to be in your house once again, Lord. We always look forward to come, Lord, because we know we'll benefit, Lord, from what we hear. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you come tonight, Lord, and speak through your servant to us, Father. May he deliver what you've given him to, Lord, and may, Lord, come forth unhindered and fall in our hearts, Lord Jesus, and bring forth much fruit that you'll be pleased, Father. Forgive us of our sins, Lord, and help us that we may do always do what is pleasing to you, Father. And these requests that was made mention, Father, we pray that you will grant each Lord and Brother Keith and Sister Shirley Buchanan. And remember our brothers, Lord, that uh, drive the, the tractor trailers and up and down the roads, Brother Bill and Brother Brian. We pray that you will watch over them, Lord, and keep them safe. This one who had the COVID, Lord, we pray that you'll touch them so that they'll recover well, Lord. And the other request that was made known too, we pray that you'll grant each, Lord. Father, we look to you, Lord, as a, as the scripture says, as a, a maid to her mistress, Lord, or a, a child to its mother. We are dependent on you, Lord, and we pray that you'll help us, Lord, to yield to what you have for us tonight, Lord, and uh, that it'll be a, a benefit to us, Father. We thank you, Lord, and give you all glory and praise. For we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mark. You may have your seats uh, just for a few moments. I don't have any special requests, so, but we'll sing a song together before Brother Barry comes. Let's sing that song, um, This Is My Desire. Oh, this is my desire.
As we sing a song and turn the service around, just sing this with all your hearts and just prepare yourselves for the word to come. I have a feeling it's going to be special tonight. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply What you have required 
May the Lord richly bless you, and uh, good to see all of you here tonight. Appreciate those new deacons that showed up. <laughs> That's great. Sister Faye, always good to have you. God bless you. And uh, I need to see a couple of boys after church. You and you and you. Okay? You're not in trouble. I don't want to ruin the service for you. But if, after church, if you don't mind, you guys uh, uh, see me after church, right after church if you don't mind. Uh, we are honored tonight, and we're going to, without any further ado, we're going to uh, turn it over to Brother John tonight. And uh, <clears throat> I, I was just trying to think, we've known Brother John for a long, long time. I mean, it's a long time. And uh, Brother John uh, has been an associate up at Cloverdale since 1988? No, 98. We moved there in 88. 88. And then he left and pastored a little bit and then uh, came back again and has worked up there for many years. And we uh, have known John and his family. Uh, His dad was actually the editor of Spoken Word Publications since the 60s or early 70s. And uh, Brother Ken Andes uh, just has a long history in association with the uh, the message and... uh, publishing the message, and, and uh, Brother Ken has been a great blessing behind the scenes uh, for many, many years and done a very faithful work. And uh, Brother John uh, is a personal friend, and, and we just appreciate him coming by tonight. He's traveling between Texas and Boston and stopped over to uh, visit with us tonight, and so we're grateful for that. And uh, I'll tell you something you don't know about Brother John. And I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I remember years ago telling a story in lots of places that I went about a young man who um, just had such a, a passion for God that when he began to work as a single fella, had his own missionary fund. And uh, he would save up a little bit, worked at a grocery store for years, and out of his income paid his tithes, made a, an offering, and then had this little missionary fund, and he would help. Uh, pay for somebody's ticket to go overseas. And he contributed a little bit of that to, to go overseas and uh, out of the little bit that he had. And then kept saving that, putting that missionary money in there, and then eventually went himself with the missionary to accompany him overseas. And, uh, you know, got to travel in different parts of the world with missionaries. And then eventually went himself, called to the ministry, went himself. And uh, God has used Brother John all over the world and uh, blessed him and, and uh we're just uh, uh, grateful that he's with us tonight. So uh, uh, we, without any further ado, we just want to allow him his liberty tonight and just let him speak what's on his heart. And uh, he is one who is acquainted with our assembly. He watches very faithfully, and uh, he, um, we, we stay in touch and uh, appreciate that very much. And uh, it's good to have, uh, you know, such a nice atmosphere and, just the opportunity to be able to come aside in the middle of a week and to be able to uh, be together and just enjoy the presence of the Lord. I'll tell you what, you're blessed. We won't always have it. We know that. But while we have it, we should take full advantage of it and just enjoy everything that God has for us. So let's stand to our feet and let's sing a little chorus, Have Your Way. And uh, we'll just turn it right over to Brother John tonight. And may the Lord richly bless you all. Have your way, Lord, have your way, Holy Spirit, fear. 
prepared the service for us. There was one song in my heart to, if Brother Barry would have asked us to sing a song before we preach tonight. And out of the hundreds that are in the songbook, brother, sister, that you have, I was thinking coming here and in my motel and everything. Do you know which song it was? The very song he just sang. Brother Barry taught that song to us years ago. And isn't it just wonderful? Have the mind of the Lord. We just had that happen last, I think, Saturday night in Dallas. We had one song written at the top of our notes. And out of all the hundreds and hundreds in the songbook, there is power, power, wonder-working power. Here they sang that in Dallas. I thought, isn't the Lord fantastic? So tonight, if you believe that the Lord can prepare a message or a song, then He has a word for you tonight. So as we just bow our heads, and you'd like to just slip up your hand and say, Lord, speak to me. A word. Speak to me your thoughts. Speak to my situation, to my need. He sees that hand. Our dear Father, we love you tonight. You are our Heavenly Father. Sons and daughters of God, locally and then globally, we're connected to a body around the world. Would you bless the service tonight? Be the special speaker. Our precious Lord Jesus, the one that we know the one that's been revealed to us, our lovely one. Just come and make yourself known. Tonight on this Wednesday night service, would you speak to us? Have your way, Lord. Speak to us. Lord, we've sang songs, we've prayed, but now would you just come and cause the minister to get aside that you would just speak to us from your heart. We love it, Lord Jesus, when you come. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, why don't we turn right to the book of Acts together. Acts chapter 8. It's so nice to be able to meet you and see you uh, firsthand tonight. As Brother Barry mentioned, we we stream your services, so I probably know you better than you know us. And 
So you got to be careful sometimes, you know. We see one another through these cameras. And Acts chapter 8, Brother Branham talked about voices going through the room and colors going through the room. And it's been, it's been fulfilled in our day. So you have gone through my room. <laughs> your songs and your singing and your baptisms and, you know, so God bless you tonight. I'm just one of your brothers that's visiting you tonight and, and uh, we're just so thankful. Of course, if I started going around the room to some that I do know, uh, I mean, we've known Brother Ben since before he was married and way back years ago and it's wonderful and of course, our brother Tom and his wife and others, you know, I better stop. Um, but the Lord knows us tonight. So this service tonight, we haven't spoken before. And we're going to take out of Acts uh, chapter 8. I have some handwritten notes here because it's just um, even while we were on the airplane, the Lord laid this title on our thought. I want to speak tonight on the book of Acts 2021. The book of Acts 2021. We want to take out of the first book of Acts uh, an example. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. We're stepping into a revival here. Philip had been in Samaria. And uh, we'll pick this up later, but I want to go to one conversion of one man um, from Africa that had come up there to be in the meetings and things and then as he was traveling back in his chariot. And now Philip, was the angel of the Lord, Acts 8.26, spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to his chariot. And Philip ran thither to him. Don't you love obedience? God speaks to him. He leaves a revival to come to one man. And Philip runs thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same Scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Let's all say Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Philip, filled with the Holy Ghost now, was bringing the living Word to a man that was reading the written Word, but he didn't understand it. But Peter began, Philip sorry, began to express Jesus, preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on 
their way, they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And this eunuch commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Look at verse 39. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. And the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. And Philip was found at this other town. Philip was found in another place. Passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Do you know Philip was translated? How many know that? So full of the quickening power, he's in the middle of a baptismal service. He's baptizing a man that he never met before. Brought him up out of the water and all of a sudden he just disappears. Hallelujah. He just, he's just translated. God bless you. You can have your seats tonight. This is, the, this is the book of Acts. This is the book of Acts tonight. And I would like to take the book of Acts 2021. Just to bring our attention and our focus as we are coming into the Pentecost weekend. I know it's not maybe a big thing around this, uh, this part of the country maybe, but in Europe and in other parts of the world, uh, 50 days from Easter is uh, Pentecost. And so um, we're into that 40th, after the 40th day and after Jesus appeared to his disciples. And so this weekend is actually Pentecost Sunday. That's the, when the day of Pentecost was fully come and the Holy Spirit was poured out in the first Pentecost. And when we look and see what God is doing amongst the bride of Christ, we can read about the first Pentecost and what it produced in the book of Acts. But I wonder tonight if we are looking possibly at the last Pentecost. Is the bride coming into that season? We've passed Easter, and I know many think, oh, Easter, there's going to be a resurrection, and there's going to, the dead in Christ are going to raise Brother Barry, and then that passes. Then we've come the 40 days, and Jesus uh, appearing to His disciples. But here we are in this Pentecost season, and we speak about Pentecost and what it means. But I want to speak tonight about the book of Acts, and I want to bring it up to our day. And up to our lives as believers in 2021, 2021, you know, there's only one Holy Ghost. We believe that? Paul in Ephesians 4 said there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Paul said in Romans 8.11, I don't know if the brothers put those scriptures up or not uh, uh, during the uh, uh, service, but Romans 8.11 says if the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the uh, dead dwell in you, it shall quicken your mortal body. We believe that, right? The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the grave. Uh, nice to see you, brother, uh, back there. I just noticed you, brother, over. Amen. God bless you. I just saw him. I'm sorry. He's way back in our past, too. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? Is that what it's going to be like when the resurrection happens? We're going to start seeing people and noticing and one another and uh, people that we've seen or been, uh, you know, Sister Becky's mother is going to be resurrected and other brothers, Brother Luther and sisters that you know. And we're going to see them for about 40 days or so. Do you all believe in the resurrection, right? 
the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive shall be gathered with them. We're going to see them and know them in that time. And then the Lord is going to come and split those eastern skies. And we're going to be changed. But all our eyes is going to be on Jesus. Because we've been trained right. We haven't been trained to look to men or to a church building. We've been trained to look to Christ. When you read the book of Acts, and maybe you can make that a personal study to read the book of Acts and find out what the Acts of the Holy Spirit was doing in the apostles. Because Brother Brownham talked about the writing of the Acts of the Apostles, and many times they wrote the Acts of the Apostles. But Brother Brownham, he talked about that. He said, I think what it really is is the Acts of the Holy Spirit in the Apostles. He said the Apostles never acted it. There's a Holy Spirit acting in the Apostles, and that's what did it. So it's not just the Apostles acting. It's the Holy Spirit in the apostles. They wrote the book of Acts. And there was a lot of things that happened in the book of Acts. But neither is it you and I acting. We're not actors. You know, that's what the scribes and Pharisees were. They were actors. You're not an actor. It's the Holy Spirit in you. Acting out His Word or living His Word. That is what Pentecost is. So in Romans 8.11, when it says the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave would dwell in you, dwelt in the early church, dwelt in the book of Acts. And it, and it remained the same throughout the ages, the same Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that was in the different ages, in the different manifestations, under a lion anointing, under an ox anointing, under a man anointing, is still here tonight under a flying eagle anointing. It's the same Holy Spirit. So it's not a new Holy Spirit. It's not a different Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit that came on the day of Pentecost is in this building tonight. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, He's all around you trying to get press Himself inside. He's trying to get you just to surrender, just yield yourself, because He wants to come inside of you. You know, Jesus was with the disciples, and today we would say maybe He hunted with them, or fished with them, or was with them, but He wanted to come inside of them. So don't leave the Holy Spirit outside of you tonight wanting to get inside. He wants to come inside. More than you even desire it. So we believe the Holy Spirit was working through the early ages. He was working through the middle ages, through the dark ages. And he's working in the last ages. So if the same spirit that came uh, upon Jesus and rose him out of a grave is alive in the body of believers tonight, which I believe it is, won't it have the same life? I'm bringing us to the book of Acts 2021. Will he have the same life? Will he have the same nature? Will he have the same ability? Do you know what? He can do whatever he wants to. It's us that put him in a box. 
It's we in our minds. It's we in our in our past. Whatever, maybe, and, and this is just a little secret as you go through life, even uh, being raised in the message. But there's people that have come out of denominations or come out of the world. And we find even those with the Holy Ghost, we find in moments of crisis, they can default back to how they were raised or how they were brought up. Or, and we've got to be careful about that. We've got to be careful that as believers, when it gets in a moment like we've had in this pandemic that we don't default back to how our father was or our mother was or where we were raised. We, we need to stay abreast with what is the Holy Ghost doing? What is his mind about all of this? What is the book of Acts today? Because what I want you to see tonight by I want you to take home something from the service tonight. And what I want to just show to you, this is what the Lord laid upon our hearts We can speak about a lot of things from the book of Acts. But it's not all about people all the time being saved or being delivered. When you read the book of Acts, it's not every 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 chapter is not about someone being healed and demons being cast out and miracles done and prayers and fastings. That's what we would highlight when you think of the book of Acts. That's what you would think in your mind. You know, the Holy Ghost being poured out and miracles being done. But there was a lot of things going on in the book of Acts that we also need to keep in our hearts as a balance. It was a huge season of transition. There was a lot of change going on. They were adapting to a new ministry and and even good brothers that had the Holy Ghost. When you read the book of Acts, there were times when they couldn't even work together. Paul and Barnabas and then Mark was used and then Silas came into the ministry and we find dissensions among them. We find murmurings amongst them. We find even leaders of Different churches gathering to try to understand what was happening. And if that was the first book of Acts, won't it be the same in the last book of Acts? So tonight when we look at the book of Acts, we can go back to Acts chapter 8, please. And I read out of Acts chapter 8, our opening scripture, to show you that the acts of the Holy Spirit and the apostles is true. But the acts of the Holy Spirit is in the bride globally tonight. It's in the sisters. It's in the brothers. It's in your children. It's it's in the bride of Christ globally. So let's look again in Acts chapter 8. And just to catch the the theme of this in chapter 8 verse 1, if you're writing some notes, this is one thing that's in the book of Acts is there was persecution going on. In the book of Acts, we don't like to read verse 1 to 3, but there was a man that was kind of a zealot, and he was against the believers, and he was writing their death sentences, and he was carrying out um, uh, even chapter 7 as the first martyr, which was Stephen being killed. And we don't like to talk about that, but that's in the book of Acts. We don't like to talk about Saul's past, but he was the one that had killed some of the pastors and had some of the deacons killed. And, you know, he was a man that they put garments around his feet and while other people bashed out the Stephen's brains. This was the deacon of the church. This was Brother Tom. This was another deacon of yours. And now the song leader's killed. And now so-and-so's killed. And they just killed three of our young people. Can you believe they would do that? And what a hatred would have built up in your heart toward this Saul. 
not knowing that just in a matter of days, he was going to become a leader in the church. And your pastor was going to invite him to come and be a speaker on a Wednesday night or on a take a meeting. And some of you would have said, absolutely not. He killed my uncle. My grandpa died at his hand. And I'm sure there would have been attitudes and murmurings because, friends, we can talk about the book of Acts as kind of being like a pillar of fire swirling above the room all the time. But they were people, men and women, just like us. So many times in an atmosphere of revival, there can be persecution. And it might not be lions or it might not be burning at the stake tonight, but it might be mental oppression. It might be demonic depression and, and, and financial pressure and problems in the marriage or problems with the children or problems in the church. Church politics. And we, we'll find out later, Paul and Barnabas, and we've already mentioned that, haven't we? And John Mark kind of left him in one place. And, and Paul said, I'm not going to take that young man. He left us back here in this certain move, and we're not going to take him. And so, man, the dissension was so great between uh, Paul and Barnabas that we're full of the Holy Ghost. Bible says, choose me out, Paul and Barnabas, and they were full of the Holy Ghost, but the dissension was so strong, they couldn't work together no more. But if we wouldn't have had that dissension, we would have never had a Silas. Paul and Silas went on a great missionary campaign, and that's what most of you all know, Paul and Silas, when they were singing in the, in the, with the stocks and the bonds, they prayed that night, and a glorious revival shook that place. Do y'all remember that? And a jailer that was a predestinated seed was about to commit suicide. And they said, don't, don't kill yourself. We're all here. Hallelujah. That was a young man. That was a brother that would have never been used of God if it wasn't for trouble and relationship that had happened. So friends, always look at, at things like persecution or what you might see as trouble or a hardship as an opportunity. How is God looking at this? What is, how is God looking at this within our lives? So verse 3, Acts 8, verse 3, Paul is making havoc of the church. Even entering into houses and hailing men and women committed them to prison. Therefore, or because of this persecution, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. So because of a, a persecution... It actually scattered the people out. And it caused a revival. Verse 5. This is where Philip comes into the picture in this chapter 8. He was also mentioned in chapter 6 as being one of the first deacons of the early church. Some would call him an evangelist. Philip the evangelist. He had a, a nice family and some daughters that served the Lord. If you look at history. But Acts 8, verse 5, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. So he didn't preach his own ideas or his own thoughts. He wasn't pointing to, you know, Jeffersonville or Tucson or, or Hickory. Hallelujah. Say, who called you to the ministry? The Holy Ghost called you. Or, you know, we gather in a certain place of worship, but I trust we can say I'm part of a body. I'm part of the book of Acts in 2021. Your identity is in Christ. So his doctrine that he was preaching was preaching Christ in this great city of Samaria. It was like Charlotte. 
It was like Atlanta. It was like another city in North Carolina. Watch this in verse 6. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Now, if you want to underline some of these things or write them in your notes, Philip had a ministry where miracles were taking place. Unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Now let's be honest here tonight. Who loves to be around a revival meeting? About half of you. Who loves to be in a revival service when... People that are lame in your church, people that have palsy, people that have been having demons on them, they're, they're being loosed. And you can see that God's doing something among you. This was Brother Philip's ministry. God was using him in this certain way. But I, I just want to jump down in verse 12. When they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Glory to God. This goes back to the day of Pentecost. Repent and be baptized. So Philip is baptizing men and women. And verse 13 talks about Simon that was believed also and was baptized, continued on, wondered, beholding the miracles and signs that were done. And when the apostles, verse 14, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. I'm giving you an important lesson tonight. We're acknowledging the Holy Spirit using Philip to cast out demons and raise up certain things and miracles and baptizing. But then when the brothers in Jerusalem heard that Samaria received the word, they sent unto them other ministers or other brothers that had other gifts. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. What an astounding verse. Here Philip is having great success. Great revival. He's baptizing believers. Demons are being cast out. The layman. But as of yet, none of them had received the Holy Ghost. So Philip had a dynamic Holy Ghost filled ministry, but he could only bring the people so far. They said, we need some help, brothers. Or what's going on down there at that church or at that city of Samaria? And so Peter and John came. These were other brothers. These were other men that had the Holy Ghost too. But it was only when Peter and John laid their hands on them and prayed for them, verse 15, that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them. That's incredible that you could have a dynamic revival service. Demons fleeing and lame getting up out of their chairs and wheelchairs. We don't need them no more. And and stretchers and cots and yet not even have the Holy Ghost. Philip had the Holy Ghost. He was baptizing and they were coming up out of the water saying, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But it wasn't until Peter and John came and they had a meeting where they laid hands on them that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. 
say, Brother John, why are you bringing that up on a Wednesday night? Because, you know, we've been taught well here and faithfully taught. Here's the lesson tonight. We need all the gifts in the body. Because today in this revival, we can't say, well, I'm a Philip. I'm a Philip and I'm going to follow him. We don't need no more Johns or no Peters. Friends, we need all the body. There's times you need a John and a Peter to lay hands on someone and then be delivered in your church. You say, well, they were baptized six months ago or a year ago. Well, friends, you can be baptized and not have the Holy Ghost. It's very plain in the scripture. I read it on the book of Acts and the first book of Acts. Then it can be true today how we need a fivefold ministry operating among us. How many believe Philip had the Holy Ghost? I mean. But they needed other gifts to be operating and working together and they received the Holy Ghost. I think that's incredible because if that happened in the first book of Acts, is it possible that if we're missing something today and we're majoring on this type of ministry or that type of ministry? And, you know, you could be laying hands on somebody all day long, but unless you have uh, uh, Philip come and, br- and bring a kind of ministry that can then friends, are we missing something in our revelation? Well, we want all that God has for us. Because the same Spirit of Christ today that is working in Hickory is working globally. It's one body. It's one spirit. It's, it's one revival. It, it was one Pentecost experience, but then it became 3,000. Then it became 5,000 in another place. It began to flow out there. It began to move out there. Brother Branham said in 1964, and I didn't put this on a slide, but this is in Alabama. He said, we all claim to be in Christ. But when we come in there with a denominational creed, we live by it. That's right. But if that tree, he's talking about the real capital T, that's tree, that's Christ. If that tree, and it's connected to the bride tree, ever brings forth another branch... It'll be another book of Acts wrote behind it. It'll be like the first branch that came forth. It'll be Holy Ghost filled. Holy Ghost inspired. It'll be the Holy Ghost. Here's a prophet saying of that tree, and we all believe the message, right? Puts out another branch. It's going to be the same Holy Ghost. Same life. Same energy. We're too late for a perversion now, friends. We, we don't want to be part of the group that's having church services after the rapture, bringing people to the altar, thinking they're getting saved. I don't want to be going to that type of church. Lord, open my eyes before that time. Because if they're, if they're going to... You all know Brother Branham said that, right? They're going to be coming forward thinking they're getting saved. And the bride's already gone. That's That's tribulation. But that means before the rapture, they were preaching the same thing. Just come to the altar. Just be saved. They weren't getting saved. They didn't make it in the rapture. So in the tribulation, they're having meetings and so forth and coming forward and crying and all that. Friends, I don't want to be part of that group. There was a time in the Bible that scales fell off of Saul's eyes. He was filled with the Holy Ghost and he saw things totally different. You know, as I was in my room today thinking, I thought, Lord, take the scales from off our eyes. We can be thinking we're doing exactly what we're called to do under an anointing and under a certain spirit and be totally wrong. 
He needed hands laid on him. He needed a brother that could bring him into that atmosphere. He was, he was killing Jesus. Who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Well, he wasn't killing Jesus in the flesh. It was John and Mary and Susan and the deacon. and Well, he was killing the body. The, the life that was in Jesus is now in the body. I want to see more of it in the body. I don't want to just be celebrating one arm when I got another arm. And I got two legs here that might be standing real dormant and my hands are moving. But we need our legs tonight. We need our heart beating. We need our lungs working. We need to breathe tonight. We need more of that breath of God. So what was happening here is this is great revival happening in Samaria. And Brother Branham in, in several messages said there were thousands of people in Samaria. In the Easter seal, 1965, Brother Branham was talking about this revival of thousands. Philip was quickened to leave a revival of thousands of people to go out into the desert to one man. Now tonight I'm trying to bring all of our thoughts into this. The book of Acts in the beginning and the book of Acts today. If you were the preacher in a great revival and demons are being cast out. And, my, the lame are walking. and We are having meetings. And we're baptizing people. And, and people are laying hands and they're being filled with the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden God gives a word and saying, leave this place. Could you do that? Thousands of people and go out into a desert. Not on vacation, not go out, you know, to the spa, but go out to the desert. And he found himself walking down the road all alone. This is the book of Acts. And there's just one lone chariot going with a man that was from Ethiopia. He, he wasn't a white person. And so Philip wasn't prejudiced and said, oh, you know, uh, no, friends, I believe all of us matter. Can I say that in North Carolina? <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all don't have politics down here like we do up in our... You don't have none of that. Okay, all lives matter then. Chinese, this, that, color of skin don't mean nothing to us. When I, when I see the blood, I pass over you. When I see believers, we're all believers. So just stay out of politics. Don't let, don't let it influence your family. When you look in the book of Acts, that's what you see. They were one blood. One nation. They, they got, the Holy Spirit was falling on all of them. And it wasn't our church and our pastor and our color of skin. No, no, no. That, that's Antichrist. We need to stay with the book of Acts of the Holy Spirit in our day. And he won't be different than he was in another day. He's the same person. It's the same person in us. And so Philip's in this revival, and he's getting all kinds of cooperation with the churches and things. And then a great quickening power of God begins to speak to him. This is Easter seal. You're having a great revival, but I got one man I want you to talk to. And Philip was obedient no matter what it is, how much criticism. People saying, oh, you can't leave, but I can God said so. 
And he went into the desert and there he found this eunuch. And you all know the rest of the story, don't you? He's reading the book of Isaiah and he doesn't understand. So he needs a minister. He needs somebody with the Holy Ghost. And friends, you could be reading your Bible all day long, but unless you have the message of the hour revealed to your heart, that's why we need this uh, to spread the word globally to catch that last seed. But we also need ministries and churches on a Wednesday night that have their lights on and are believing the word because we've got children growing up. In the last 14 months of this pandemic, we've got little children growing up. Our families are getting older and, and we're growing. This isn't the time to backslide and oh, say, well, this happened and that happened. And they shut down the churches Well, they shut down sporting events and they shut down jobs and they, sh- they shut down other things. God give you the courage to stand under this book of Acts, because in this book of Acts, persecution only caused the fire to spread even more. So now he's walking down a road and there's a man reading just these scrolls on Isaiah. Do you know what this means? I mean, what does this mean about, uh, is this Isaiah or is this another man? And, you know, Philip, because he was filled with the Holy Ghost, started to point this man to Jesus. We read that verse, didn't we? He preached unto him Jesus. So he didn't say, oh, no, just keep, you've got to go to this certain city and then go to this certain place. He was Jesus. He began to preach Jesus to him. And the Holy Ghost just started causing this eunuch's heart to say, well, if I need to be baptized, we repent and be baptized. Here's water. Stop the chariot. Stop the chariot. Here's water. What does hinder me? And Philip said, you just got to believe. You, you just got to confess. And well, let's go marching down there. And here's hearing it for the first time about baptism. And they walk out into the water. And, and it wasn't Father, Son, Holy Ghost. There wasn't one person in the book of Acts got baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Philip had the Holy Ghost. He knew it was Lord Jesus Christ. So he baptizes this eunuch. What's your name, brother? Right there, brother. Brother Michael. It, it, it would be like a minister coming and baptizing Brother Michael for the first time. And he comes up out of the water and they start walking back and praise God. Hallelujah. And Philip disappears. It's like he's gone. That's what happened. And he appears in another city, in another place. And you can look it up. The reason they don't know exactly how far it was that he was translated because they were on a road from this certain city to that certain city. Somewhere along there is where they stopped by the water, but he was translated to another place. Brother Branham starts talking about this, how he left a revival of thousands of people to go and baptize this one man. And he was so full of that quickening power. And he found a eunuch and baptized him in the name of Jesus Christ. One man who took the message down to Ethiopia. This is rising of the sun, the next Sunday. This man, it would be like our brother, taking the message down to Ethiopia. He just heard one sermon. He, he just, one brother baptized him and then disappeared. This eunuch was so full of the Holy Ghost, he went down to Ethiopia and spread a a message revival down there. 
He didn't say, oh, Philip, oh, Philip, where are you? Where are you? I need you. I need you. No, that wasn't Philip's ministry. Philip was called to baptize. He was called to lead people to Christ. It was John and Peter that laid hands on them to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm giving you some examples so that you'll know out of the book of Acts, we need all the gifts. We need all the gifts. And you say, well, what happened to that eunuch? Here's a prophet saying he went down into Ethiopia. He obeyed God in obedience to God. That quickening power picked him up. And Brother Branham said in more than one place, in this certain place, Brother Branham said, talking about Philip, that he bapt, when he baptized the eunuch in obedience, he was so full of the quickening power till it caught him away. It will quicken your mortal bodies. It quickened Philip till he wasn't seen for maybe 150 miles over in another country. It quickened his mortal body. He was so full of the quickening power. Philip quickened him and caught him away. Now today we might fly in airplanes or we might, you know, drive or something. But in the book of Acts, in this one case, Philip was caught away. And do you know that Brother Branham said that, um, that Philip never went back to Samaria again? He never went back to that great revival. He, he, it wasn't a burden on his heart to, you know, there was a couple, Brother Barry, that came forward and we prayed for them. They were having problems in their marriage and didn't know about, you know, their children. And we prayed for them. And, you know, he didn't always say, I got to go back and I've got to go back. And, I, you know, that one man that came up that was delivered from alcohol and drugs and things, you know, she didn't have a burning hankering to go back and take care of him. That wasn't his ministry. That wasn't his burden. He was filled with the Holy Ghost to do what God had called him to do. And he left the other things to other brothers. Somebody else was going to have to pastor them. There had to be a James. There had to be a Timothy that was going to be the pastor of the book of Ephesus. And Paul knew because he was the first church age messenger of Ephesus. You might remember this. And Paul was talking about how you've left your first love. And when Paul was talking to Timothy and he said, let no man despise your youth. Timothy was to become the pastor of the church of Ephesus. You can read this. Brother Branham talks about this. Paul was already seen in that local church a lack of love. Of course, it was a global spirit. We know that. You've left your first love. But Paul was letting uh, Timothy know Don't let no one despise your youth when you become the pastor of Ephesus. Because there's going to become some in that church that are always looking to me, Paul, and looking to me, and I've got to go away. You're going to be the pastor. Don't let no one despise your youth. You be an example among the believers. You keep pressing on, Timothy. Don't you love the Word of God? Just The Holy Ghost is just in succession. It's just going to keep pastoring, keep evangelizing, keep being the missionary. He's just going to go into all the world and preach this gospel. How would you all like that flight mileage as part of your program where you're just translated away? Hallelujah. 150 miles. In the book of Acts, that was the quickening power of God upon these brothers. Some had to walk. Some had to take a mule. Some had to take a horse. John Wesley and different ones. It's not always 
God translates a brother. You might have to take an airplane across the oceans, as your pastor has many times, as I has of other ministers. It's not always the same way that God will take a Philip and take him 200 miles. But in our day, we sit in an airplane for nine hours, 14 hours, 20 hours, if you want to go where my wife is from, Australia. So if you're always tied back to, oh, well, God did that there. He's got to do it now. And I'm just going to stand here until God moves me. No, God has his way of moving people. And some of us would say, oh, I think maybe, Philip, you ought to go back to Samaria and check up on some of those people and what's going on. And Brother Branham said, uh, this is in, in the message in the Israel series, he never did go back to Samaria again where he had the great revival. And in another time, he talked about that eunuch brother and the eunuch taking that message on down into Africa. Isn't that amazing? I want you to leave this huge revival of thousands of people coming to the Lord, being saved. And I want you to go to one brother. Because in my thoughts, I have that one brother taking the message to Africa. Isn't that glorious? Does anybody know why Jesus never did any miracles in Samaria? You do? It was a Bible trivia question. Why didn't Jesus go and have a huge campaign of miracles and signs and wonders? He had needs to go by Samaria and spoke to a woman at the well. But do you know why he never had a huge campaign of demons being cast out of miracles? Does anybody know why? Well, let me let a prophet tell us. Why didn't Jesus perform some miracles over in Samaria? And hear ye him. Brother Branham said he never performed one miracle... He taught them why he knowed Philip was coming down for that great revival. You say, why didn't Jesus go to this certain place when he was alive and have a great revival? He went there and brought the woman at the well and he had needs to go by there. And one person was helped and she dropped her water pot. But why didn't Jesus do a bunch of miracles? Here's a prophet telling us right here. He knew that Philip was going to come later. He knew that Philip was going to come and do those miracles. Jesus knew the same Jesus that was in him. It was God was going to be in Philip to cast out those devils and bring the lame and bring the halt. Hallelujah. There's a work for you to do tonight. Let's go back to Acts chapter 1 here. How's our time doing? What time do I need to end by? A few more minutes then, okay? We got a few more minutes. It's Wednesday night. No, it's Wednesday night, so we're not long. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Acts 2021, you're fulfilling the book of Acts of the Holy Ghost for today. If there would be another Bible written, your name would be there. So if you want to write down Acts chapter 1, do you know it was actually Luke that wrote this? That's why verse 1 says, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, because Luke was referring back to the gospel of Luke and Theophilus was a Roman that he was writing to. But in verse 3, it's speaking about how Jesus made himself known to his apostles, showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. 
being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. If you want to look down through here, just go to verse 8. He's talking about tearing in Jerusalem. You shall receive power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in Hickory and in China and down in Ethiopia. Hello. The power of God is going to come upon you. You're going to experience your Pentecost. That's what Jesus was saying. Go tarry in Jerusalem. And then you shall receive power. And those ones that were cowards and running in the garden and didn't have time to pray and all of that. Once they had the Holy Ghost, you couldn't stop them. They were wildfire. They, they gave their lives as martyrs. I mean, the very ones that were running in the garden, the very ones that were cursing and swearing and saying, I know not the man, was now busting out of the upper room saying, this is that. They knew the word before. They had revelation before. But now the Spirit was igniting that and making that alive. Friends, that's why we need to keep the Spirit of God working in our local churches. Brother Brenham said, "Keep the, never let the spirit of revival die. Because your children that's been raised up here, it, it'll just be one night or one day the lights come on. I was born and raised in the tabernacle, the Branham tabernacle, for years and years. But it wasn't until the day when the lights started coming on. All the years that had been sowing in what you might call mechanics, when that dynamic struck that mechanics, it made it come alive. So don't become weary with, with the struggling or bearing the cross. Because you and I don't know if what we're raising a Philip or we're raising an Ethiopian. You might have a Saul amongst you tonight. That seems like they're persecuting and they're causing havoc in your home and your church. You just give them a few days. And they could become a Paul and become a leader, become a brother or sister. You say, where did that come from? It's the book of Acts. How many believe the book of Acts is here tonight? It's 2021. I mean, there was a little damsel, like a maiden, like a young lady was saying, uh, you know, the, by the way you talk and things. And by the way, I, I think you, you know this person. And he got so angry that he cursed and he swore. And said, I don't even know the man. And just over 50 days later, he's so full of the Holy Ghost, the same person. That's less than two months later. I'm saying this for a reason. Just give a person two months. They can go from cursing, swearing, saying, I don't know the man, to they're burning on fire with God. Men and brethren, I got something to say. That's what he said in Acts chapter 2. Listen to me. He's going from slinking into the corner and running away crying because he's just denied the Lord to bursting out there on fire for God. So friends, we need to look at one another with more godly grace and with the Holy Ghost. And just say, wow, give that brother, just give him less than two months. I'll give you less than, I'll give that sister less than two months what God can do for her. Isn't the Lord good? I'm talking about the acts of the Holy Spirit in 2021. The lights can just come on. 
It's a person that's just running and going and causing havoc. And all of a sudden they're going one day and the Holy Spirit just smites them off their high horse. Who art thou, Lord? So they know already in their heart. While he's working and while he's signing the death warrants of these believers, they can see Stephen down on his knees crying out to God, saying, Father, forgive them. Because it was the same Spirit that was on Jesus, on Stephen. Do you understand? Jesus is on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And you can read in a few chapters, Stephen, the first martyr, is there, he's dying. He's taking his last breath and he's saying, Father, forgive them. It was the same Spirit that was on Jesus is now back in the church. Is that same Spirit in this church tonight? Father, forgive them. And they're bashing your brains out. They're misunderstanding. They're murmuring, complaining. What kept Moses from the promised land cannot keep you from the promised land. It's the ability of temperance, even though you might be humble and have a lot of other leadership virtues. You, with the Holy Ghost on you, it's got to keep that, that nature of Christ so it's, it's right this time. Yeah. Hallelujah. You're not going to come up to the border and then miss it. The acts of the Holy Spirit in the bride isn't going to take us right up to 2020 and then a pandemic hits and then oh, 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 and by 2021 we're barely hanging on. There ought to be a fire of the Holy Ghost really surging through us now. What can we do for the Lord? What's happening amongst this body globally? You're part of a body tonight. And you might feel dead and like nothing's going on. And God might be very active in Uganda. And then baptizing hundreds and maybe thousands this very week. That's a revival. That's a real move of God. Well, right here in Hickory, we need the same revelation that I'm part of the body over there. I'm part of the body that's receiving the books today in England. I'm part of the body that's receiving it like for the first time. Give them the love. Give them the passion. And you might be saying, where's my love? And where's my passion? It's laying there all the time. It's the acts of the Holy Spirit in the believer that's pulsating. Pulsating. At any day now, our Lord is coming. Acts chapter 2 is the day of Pentecost coming when they all were with one accord in one place. And verse 2 This is why I'm referencing Pentecost. Because the Bible says it filled all the house where they were sitting. And it talks about the cloven tongues tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them. Each of them. Is that what the Bible says? Not just the platform. Not the deacons only. Not Mary, because she was the mother of the Lord, and not because Joanna, because she was at the... No, no, it's all of them. We all have a portion. Do we believe that? All the children, all the babies, all the brothers and all the sisters, we have a portion. Young people, elders, we have a portion. Even in the service tonight, Brother Tom, I wonder if God would open our eyes if we could just see licks of fire upon each one of us. Angels lining this walls and the pillar of fire just swirling, swirling in this room. I wonder if, if some of us would really come more alive if God would open our eyes to those things. 
But it ought not to open just the natural things to cause us to be turned on. It ought to be by faith that I believe the Holy Spirit is in this room tonight. The same pillar of fire that led the children of Israel is in this room tonight. The same Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost is here tonight. He's filling you. He's filling all of us. Verse 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. This is 120 believers filled with the Holy Ghost. Do you know there was about 500 or so that was at the top of the mountain? 500 that heard Jesus speak unto them and, and then he ascended up into heaven. And the angel said in like manner he's going to come. There was about 500 of them. There's only 120 that made it to Pentecost. They couldn't wait. They had to go back to fishing. Had to go back to their job. Had to go back to school. They, 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 they didn't have that something in them to wait upon the Lord. God give us the ability today until God reveals or gives certain power, give a certain inspiration that you just be still until you have thus saith the Lord. That's the Holy Ghost today. It's the acts of the Holy Spirit. Let me just close out here with what the Lord would have us to say. If that branch ever puts out, if that tree ever puts out another branch, it'll be Holy Ghost filled, Holy Ghost inspired. There'll be no creed to it. It'll be a word. Many of you, he said, that takes my tapes, got the message on the bride tree. He's talking about restoration of the bride tree. The fruit is right in the top for the evening lights to ripen. Now and the evening lights is ripening the fruit at this time. You are the fruits at the top of the bride tree that's being ripened at this time. The S-O-N is shining on the bride globally. Don't you want to be some fruit that is saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I, I'm responding. I, you got the doctrine right, you got the bark, you got the fellowship of the leaves, the fruits of the Spirit, and we're at the top of the tree. We're at 2021. And my last quote, Brother Branham said in Kansas, Topeka, 1964, how will he be known? How will we know him? By his nature, by his works. I am the vine, ye are the branches. And the branch bears the fruit, not the vine. The vine energizes the branch. And if the branch ever brings forth, or a vine brings forth a branch, he said, and it has grapes on it, the next vine comes out or branch out of that vine will have grapes on it. If the first church that came off of that vine was a Pentecostal church with all the gifts, if that ever really puts out another branch... They'll write another book of Acts behind it. And that's what they had in the days of the apostles. And the apostolic age never ended. We are tonight exactly what a prophet prophesied would happen when we'd be bringing forth the fruits. You say, what kind of fruits was it, Brother John? Just go back to the book of Acts and start reading. Just read Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 3. 
Start reading about the different things that happen, the persecutions that happen. And I was just writing down quite a bit of these things, even in chapter 3, the resistance that came to the believers. Chapter 4, they, they started breathing out threatenings and causing spiritual disturbances in the message. And that's when 5,000 were brought to the Lord is in a time of persecution. That's Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Would you like to look at that? The Bible says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah! That was another service. That was another time when God was coming year after year. The book of Acts is 33 years, from A.D. 33 to A.D. 65, 66. When Paul was just ending, and, and you can look at it, so it was a whole 33 years of, of writing down what was the acts of the Holy Spirit amongst the believers. It was like Jesus had 33 years. I'm going to give the book of Acts 33 years. Now God's in the bride of Christ, living out His life for how many years, for how many months. I don't know, friends, but we are at the end time. Hallelujah! In a time of persecution is when revival can happen. So get your eyes off the lions. Get your eyes off, you know, I gotta die out to this. I gotta die. No, you're anointed for a flying eagle to fly above all of that. Have discernment. Be able to be some of the last stand. Some of those that make the last stand. I'm looking at some of you. When the roll is called up yonder and the little bride comes out of hickory, I hope to see your faces again. Because it's the acts of the Holy Spirit in 2020. And I know a lot of you would like to see always healings and miracles and baptisms and oh, people running and that's revival. But if you'd like to make a study of the book of Acts, you can hear about great fear and difficulties. People being thrown into prison. These are some of the leaders. Thrown into prison. And you know what? If their ministry wasn't done, God would just send angels down there and let them go walking right out of there. And they'd go over to John Mark's house and start knocking on the door and there'd be a young girl look out and say, Oh, I think it's the ghost. And, and, he's, and, and he's standing out there saying, Somebody let me into this prayer meeting. I'm the very answer to your prayer. Is it you? It's me, brothers. And it's like, Wow. Well, those Roman soldiers sure had a shock when they woke up the next morning, didn't they? And he's gone. It was the acts of the Holy Spirit. God, give us the power to walk out of our prison cells of doubts and complexes and fears. Get out of there. God, send an angel. Send a minister. Send a Peter. Send a John. Send a Philip. Send somebody that can loosen me. And let's go walking out of here. Well, we don't have time to speak about the resistance and things that went on. But people became stiff-necked and uncircumcised. People that would have been in the message. They had the ministry that were filled with the Holy Ghost calling them stiff-necked and uncircumcised and resisting the Holy Ghost. And they wanted to kill them. They wanted to murder them. You can look right in there. And talk about even chapter 6. Acts chapter 6 is when the first deacons were installed. And that's because there were murmurings going on. People that had the Holy Ghost, people in the church, people amongst the church, 
we're murmuring that things aren't fair around here. So God said, okay, let's have some deacons in the church. That's Acts chapter 6. That's the book of Acts. Acts chapter 8 is, is a great persecution and a scattering and there's impersonations going on. We read it in, in, our, in our opening chapter and I, I tried to skip over it, but there was a man called Simeon or Simon, Simon, that he was an impersonator. He wanted money. He wanted power. And finally, the apostle had to rebuke him and said he had bitterness. There was gall and there's things in your life. Your heart is not right with God. We don't like to hear about Ananias and Sapphira, but they're in the book of Acts. And they lied to the Holy Ghost. It's right in the book of Acts. It's right there, friends. And right up till the end, we're going to have things going on. It's not just miracles and signs and wonders, but it's a Saul becoming a Paul, going to the next level, going to the next season of his life. And, and they're going from the Jews to the Gentiles. It was a transition in the ministry. And some couldn't make the transition. They could, they could go so far, but they couldn't see that God would reveal Himself to Gentiles. So they murmured. They complained. And I'm so thankful that Saul had his scales fall off in chapter 9. Hallelujah. My, it's time to go. But this would make an excellent drama. Paul going down the side of a wall in a basket. Wouldn't that be incredible? And he had to get out of there. He wasn't like the martyrs saying, just cut my head off. Glory to God. I'm giving my life. His ministry wasn't over. So there came a time in his life when he said, let me down the side of this wall in a basket. I got to get out of here. There was a work for him to do. But there was other times when he said, I've got to set my face like a I got to go to I'm going to give my life. And not even the church people could stop him. And they're seeing dreams and visions of, and he said, I've got to go. I've got to go. You ain't going to stop him then. It was the Holy Ghost in him. Shipwrecks can't stop him. Nothing. Vipers can't. He just shook it off into the fire. He just shook it off into the fire. That's what some of us need to do tonight. Just shake off that thing that's hindering you. You're on your way. You've you got to manifest something for God. And I don't know who you are tonight. If you're a Mary, Martha, Susan. But let's all manifest the acts of the Holy Ghost in 2021. Hallelujah. Maybe our musicians could come. Thank you, Jesus. What a positive message. What an edifying message. What's something that can put strength into our bones. Hallelujah. You say, I'm in the prison cell tonight. I, I'm seeing lion's eyes all night long. Well, why don't you be like a Daniel? Say, all I feel is the, all I feel is the persecution and the flames. Why don't you be a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I hear they were teenagers. Somebody told me that this week. They were teenagers. Esther was a teenager, I heard. If you go back into history, she wasn't a 30-year-old queen. She was a young lady that caught the vision. God help us in the book of Acts. I mean, that's Old Testament. What about New Testament? It's the same spirit now in a body, in a people. You say, well, I need some help around here. I, I don't have it all. Well, that's true too. None of us have it all. Call over some reinforcements. Call over a brother Peter or John or a Phil. Call, friends, don't be ashamed to ask for help. I mean, Sister Becky's a very smart sister. But do you know everything? Can somebody record that? 
Sister Becky don't know everything. There's not anybody that is in their right mind as a believer that would say, I've reached it all. I know everything. There's another level for us. If God tarries another month, another six months, I expect to come back here and find a church that's even stronger for God. Hallelujah. They can't take it out of you. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Isn't the Lord good? Do you all know that song, Ain't God Good, to give us so many blessings undeserved? Ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving as what we are. We ought to thank Him, love and praise Him a little more today, a whole lot more. Oh, ain't God good? Give us so many blessings. Oh, as what we are, we ought to thank Him. Little more today, whole lot more. Can I just pray with you before we turn it back to your pastor? You can just play something. With our heads bowed, I wonder who would say, I want to be part of this book of Acts. I want to be part of the Holy Ghost working today. 2021. Put my name in there. I'm putting my hands out, Lord. I'm putting my heart out there right now. Not under the emotion of this is your last breath or with a gun pointed at your head, but just with your right same mind tonight at the close of the service you can say God flow through my life well they yet heard the word they were all filled I believe that was happening tonight I sensed him coming and encouraging Lord my hands are lifted up too Jesus may the acts of the Holy Spirit be present among us giving us of your spirit giving us of your nature I know there's movements today and people trying to draw lines and make distinctions. But Lord, we are a body. We are together. We're going in the rapture as one body. Lord, don't let us draw lines, as it were, and draw people out. But let us pull people in and live a life that others around us would say, That is Jesus. Lord, I pray every person that's heard your word tonight would leave edified, strengthen, bring comfort to their hearts and healing. I heard Brother Ben's wife and family's not well. I heard of others that were suffering. God, may you bring strength to the local church here. and Bring strength to those that are weary, those that are just asking for your leadership and a certain decision. Lord, you're faithful to pastor us. You're faithful to... Put fire under us. You're faithful to teach us. You're faithful to bring a word to us that we need. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, lovely Lord. Is there anyone that would like to say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go home tonight and find my wife is better. I'm going to go home and my young person's going to be happy. I'm going to find as the month goes by and by two months, there's going to be a transformation happen because I let the Holy Spirit take the situation. 
God, give this group of people and Brother Barry and Sister Becky, give them a great insight and a great encouragement as they're full, full of what God would have for their lives. Let us end strong. Let us end the race strong. As we lift our hands in surrender and humility, just take us all as a body. Flow through us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we commit our lives to you, Lord. Amen. God bless you, Brother Barry. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Go, Satan, shall not be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Yes, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power that tonight? We've got the We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. No Satan rages. We've got the power.
that tonight? I do. I do. God's good to us, isn't he? If anybody knows about the love of Jesus, I do. Oh, Lord, I do. Anybody knows about the love of Jesus? 
I do. Everybody knows about the grace of Jesus. I do. I do. How about this now? If anybody knows about the power of Jesus, I do. I do. Anybody knows? I do. Yes. Jesus, the early church knew about the power of God. They knew about the love of God. They knew about the grace of God. They all were representatives, people who experienced the grace of God. And Lord Jesus, now in this book of Acts in which we live, we say the same thing. We thank you for the grace of God. We thank you for the love of God. We thank you for the patience of God. We thank you for the mercies that are new every day. We thank you, Lord, for your presence among us. Continue, Lord, I pray, to move among us and through us like you did, Lord, in the early church. Their steps were not easy, but, Lord, they were confident you were with them. Lord, we depend upon you. And now in Jesus' name, we pray that you would just bless this assembly, the believers, those that are listening tonight. Father, we just commend them into your care. Every need, Lord, we know you're a supplier tonight, same as you always were. I ask your blessing upon Brother John as he travels. And Lord, for his future, we commit him and Sister Sharon into your hands now. And say thank you, Lord, for men of God and for ministry. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you care about your bride, that you give good gifts to your people. We pray now your blessing upon the people as we go our separate ways. Lord, bring us back, I pray, at the appointed time. Bless Sister Sarah Vasaki, who is not well tonight, Lord. We ask that you would just touch her and help her, Lord, to be well. And Father God, we pray that you would just minister to the hearts of the people that are going to be baptized this Sunday. We pray that your Holy Spirit will move upon their hearts. In the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. And amen. We're going to have a baptize on Sunday morning. And if you're feeling that this is the time also for you, we've got the pool all filled and ready to go. This Sunday morning we're going to baptize, and we're just thankful for that. So God's moving on your heart, and there's no better day to be baptized than Sunday. And if you can't wait till Sunday, you let me know. Are you glad you came to church tonight? May God bless you. Sing this as you go tonight. And may God bless the balance of your week. Get a chance after church, shake Brother John's hand. He'll remember you. God bless you tonight as you go. There is none like you. No one else can touch.
like you do. I could search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. Search for all eternity, Lord. You, He is our peace, who has broken down every God bless you. He is our 